Welcome to the Gridiron of Fancy Football Podcast. If you're a new listener, my name is Chip and I'm your host. Thank you so much for coming by and taking a listen. Uh, we are a new podcast, a new fancy football podcast, and you know, we're just we're just here to give you the best advice we possibly can to help, you know, win you and guide you to your championship. Now, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, you can find us on Spotify. If you can't listen to us, you can always watch us on YouTube. So you have different options uh, if you need it. So, you know, I hope everyone's doing well. I hope everyone is staying safe. Everyone is staying healthy. I hope that you're spending a lot of quality time with your friends and your family. You know, it's crazy times. And so I hope that you find some relief from some of the podcasts that you're listening to and some of the sports stuff that that is going on in, you know, in and around our country and stuff. So with that being said, now on the last episode, I gave my top 10 tips to dominate your draft. Well, today I will be discussing the top five in-season tips to make it to your championship. If you didn't listen to my last episode, I highly encourage it. I ended it by stating that you don't win your championship in the draft. It takes continuous action throughout the season to make it to that championship game because there's going to be injuries, there's going to be trades, there's going to be suspensions. All these things are very unpredictable. So it's good to always be active during the season and kind of evolve as the season takes place. So right now let's jump into the tips. Tip number one, I mean, this goes without saying, you always wanna stay active on the, on the waiver wire. There's always going to be players that go undrafted that will break out. Also, it's inevitable that there's going to be players that get injured. Um, it's it's part of the game. Injury risk is 100% in football. And you just have to pay attention on who's available. You can also, you know, you can also use that waiver wire as a way to block other league mates from picking up players they may have injured or people that they think are going to be the next breakout. You're always trying to find ways to better your roster and make it another roster worse because of the fact that you're you're more diligent on the waiver wire. Now, that's going to be really hard to do if you work if you're in a fab league. So fab is free agent acquisition budget which in the beginning of the year you get a lot of a certain amount of money for free agent players. Now, this is something that goes on in most leagues and when there's free agency when there's waiver wire pickups when there's injury suspensions all that stuff you everyone pretty much is on the same playing field it, it requires you to you know budget the money that you have but if you're in a league with a lot of active members that pay attention to everything that goes on through the week it really gives everyone an even playing field on acquiring for agents now i'm in a free-for-all redraft league it's my main league and this is impossible to do because our draft our league is not built that way we are free for all anytime we want to pick up a free agent we can pick up a free agent so it really makes us as league mates and as fancy players we have to be on top of our game we have to pay attention to pretty much anything that goes on because if you miss a game or you miss a certain play it could cause you to miss out on a player that could break out now, for me, I live on the West Coast, so I'm three hours behind everybody. So if I can't watch the game live, then if a player breaks out, unfortunately, missed out on them. So that's a disadvantage that you have based on your time zone if you and you play in a league that's a free-for-all. 
Now, like I said, most free agent acquisitions happen with a fab budget. So I think that for most people, you're going to you're going to have even an even playing field. So that's one of the things that that really helps throughout the season. However, you do want to limit how much you go for on a player because there's going to be players that may feel like you need to get them that first or second week of the season and you blow your whole entire budget on one player and then that player doesn't pan out and then now you can't pick up any other free agents the rest of the season because you blew your budget. So I think that you really have to be a good money manager when it comes to your actual budget. Now there's going to be circumstances that will require you to want to use the majority of your budget. It happens every year. I mean, a couple of years ago there was George Kittle. A lot of people, you know, spent a lot of, a lot of money on their fab to get George Kittle and it worked out. And especially if you're like in a dynasty league and whatnot. So I'm not saying you shouldn't go after players that have a significant role because there's going to be players that get injured or players that break out that become starters in a league that become stars. I mean, it happens every single year. And I think you really want to pay attention to that. So for me, when I look at free agents and when I look at the waiver wire, I do want to be aggressive, but I want to also be careful that I, I, I personally use the rule of three. Now, I want to see a player produce and start and get the snaps three weeks in a row. If a player gets continuous snaps, continued production in in three weeks, then I feel comfortable actually putting them in my lineup. Now, I will pick up a player and set them on my, on my, on my bench, but I have a hard time trusting that player before I actually see it take place when it comes to you know playing time. I mean, it was last year I got burned a lot because... I had some. I had Alvin Kamara. He got injured, and Josh Jacobs got injured. So I was looking for running backs all year long, and I got burned by Ty Ty Johnson. I got burned by Jonathan Williams. I got burned by Brian Hill. I had LaShawn McCoy. I mean, a lot of these stars on these teams went down because because of injury, and you tried to think, okay, well, this player is going to be a perfect stream running back or stream player, and it doesn't work out because. You really don't know how the backups will play, you know, in a starting role and how these coaches are going to apply these players on, you know, every, every Sunday. So I think it's very, you got to be very careful on who you trust and you really want to see that production actually happen before you decide to plug somebody in, you know, that you pick up on free agency. Now, tip number two, I think, I think this kind of gets miss, you know, overlooked and I think you really have to pay attention and you always want to look at the players that get dropped. You know, there are a lot of transactions that happen throughout the season and there's going to be league mates that get desperate on players who they think are going to be breakout and they get impatient with players and they'll they'll drop players way too soon. You know, a good example in 2018, I I really wanted Nick Chubb and I really wanted Eric Ebron on my roster. I wanted to draft these guys, but unfortunately I was unable to get these guys. And in the first few weeks of the season, you know, Nick Chubb was dropped and Eric Ebron was dropped. Well, I picked up Eric Ebron as quickly as possible. When you're in a free agent, when you're in a free for all free agency, there that player gets locked for 24 hours. So after 24 hours, you can pick up that player. Now, 
I was the first to make sure that I was on my computer at the 24 hour mark and I grabbed Eric Ebron because I thought he was gonna have a breakout season and he ended up having that season with the Colts. Now, Nick Chubb, Nick Chubb was on the free agent wire because he just wasn't really doing anything with the Browns at, the, at that time. And then Carlos Hyde got traded. So once I saw him get trade, traded, I picked up Nick, Nick Chubb. And I thought, I finally have a great flex or somebody I can plug in on matchups. So I really do think that you have to pay attention to who gets dropped because even last year, you know, Joe Mixon was a player that people gave up on and I was able to pick up Joe Mixon right before my playoff run. And he guided, he, he got me to a championship game. He helped me get to a championship game. Now, unfortunately he had a stomach bug. He has some diarrhea, whatever. And I didn't win a championship. I lost. <laughs> so it happens, but you know, it's one of those things where people always are getting dropped that could be that missing piece that you need to make it to a championship game. So really pay attention to dropped players. Now, tip number three, you know, you have to know when to move on from players, regardless of draft position, regardless of the name. This is by far the toughest thing to gauge because you, just never, you never know like when a player is just going to not produce any more fancy wise. And we had a, we had a few examples last year when it came to big names that didn't produce, you know, just like I mentioned in tip number two, you know, people, people are going to drop players. And for me last year, you know, like the Aaron Rodgers, the Le'Veon Bells, the Melvin Gordons, those type of players were on people's rosters and, and people kept on playing these players because of their name, because they were fantasy superstars at some point. But unfortunately, either they had bad matchups or they just weren't being productive in the offenses that were in. It caused people to really lose in their fantasy leagues because they kept on playing these guys. And I know that's a hard thing to do. It's hard to take a big name and put them on your bench. But unfortunately, you have to be able to gauge that correctly to make sure that you're not hindering your own lineup and your own your own chances at going to the playoffs and the championship. So, but... It happens every year, and just don't be afraid to bench a player, drop a player, you know, if they're not producing. It's just part of the game. Now, tip number four, it depends on your type of personality or type of, you know, fancy football, football player you are. Try to really avoid lopsided trades. I'm not a big fan of trades. I hardly trade with league mates. When people approach me about trades, I... I always have some skepticism about it because I just don't, I just feel like people come to me with trades because they see my, they see the strengths on my roster and they're trying to weaken my roster for their own gain. And I always have that mindset. So I tend to always avoid and back off on trades. I, I just can't see myself want to go through these negotiations all throughout the season when, when you feel like things are just lopsided. So like, for example, there's going to be times where people will say, okay, well, I'll give you these four players for your two players. And sometimes people, when they make trades, think, well, I'm going to give you four players. So I'm only asking for two players, but I'm giving you four. Like, the quantity of players really doesn't matter. It's the quality of players you're getting. So for me, that happens every single year where you're going to find league mates of yours that think that they're going to give you half their bench for two stud players 
but they think it's a good trade because you gain more for that trade. And that's necessarily the case. Like I, for instance, I like having trades that are equal. So I like one for one trades, two for two trades. Maybe I'll do a two for three. It all depends on if I need depth. It all depends on what I'll have on my roster, on my bench. You know, so the only problem is with let with lopsided with, with lopsided trades is that you may have depth on your roster that you like. You may have players that you're not willing to drop because they probably have better value than the players that you may be receiving. And I think a lot of the strategies are for for certain league mates is that they see players on your bench and players that you may be likely to drop. So they offer you more players, hoping you're dropping the players they actually want. So when you when you receive those four players and you drop the two players you need to make a roster spot and then you trade them the two players that they're asking for, it really it does cause some 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 chaos because sometimes that's people's strategy. Sometimes their strategy is to offer you so many players you have to you're forced to drop other players. And those are the players they they grab after after you drop them and after they get clear from the waiver wire. So I I always look at I always look at trades with skepticism. You know, it's never it's I always look at it with a negative. I don't look at it as a positive. Even when I'm making trades, I feel bad making trades because or offering trades because I obviously I'm trying to get the best deal I possibly can. So other league mates probably will see that and they're not gonna want to trade with you. But you're gonna have league mates though that understand the value of all these players and you're gonna you're gonna be able to find trades that are equal that help your roster help their roster and it doesn't feel like you got you know a lopsided trade you got you know undercutted with with the trade so that's that's my tip on on trades and my tip number four now tip number five i think i think you're seeing it you're seeing this a lot more i think it's getting more more prevalent in fancy football is don't be tip number five is don't be afraid to stream positions based on matchups now you're generally going to stream defense and kickers every week unless you have unless you have a bye week that's later on in the season and then you have a Will Lutz or you know a player that a, a kicker that's on a high powered offense or you're lucky and you had the New England Patriots defense last year and you got them early in the season and they had a late a late bye week you know that's where you're probably not going to stream those defenses and kickers you know very often however most players are going to stream defenses and kickers. I think the one position that's getting trendy to stream, especially in a one quarterback league, is the is quarterback. And it happens all the time where you have a guy that you drafted and you have him as your starting quarterback, but unfortunately they just have a bad matchup for the week. So you have to know like you have to know how to pivot. You have to know, okay, well, what's on free agency? Who can I pick up, and who can I play play in place of the guy that I that I drafted? Now, you're going to always play Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes without question. Those I feel like those guys are matchup proof fantasy players. Now, I feel like when it comes to everyone else, all the other quarterbacks, I think it's fair game. There's no shame in streaming the quarterback position. You know, in my secondary league, I do play in a one quarterback half PPR league. And my quarterbacks for the whole season was Josh Allen and Carson Wentz. Now for me, 
I, I didn't want to drop these guys because this is a this is a, a dynasty league. So I was trying to figure out, okay, for my championship game, do I go with Carson Wentz or do I take a flyer on Josh Allen or someone like last last year, Brian Fitzmagic was was available. And the Dolphins had a great matchup in week 16. So I grabbed Ryan Fitzmagic and he blew up. I mean, he had a monster game. I won my championship. I won the, the I won the pot of money for winning the league. And that was a great feeling to play a guy that I never played the whole season, but it was sitting there on free agency, had a great matchup, and I ended up playing playing him and, and winning the league because of it. So don't be afraid to to stream players if it's like juicy matchups because it definitely is is something that is getting more more prevalent throughout the fantasy season so in all those are my those are my tips you know like i said tip number one you always want to be active on the waiver wire you never want to to let players just kind of slide by you because you're not you're not paying attention to it so really really be diligent on free agency see what's available because you'll never know there's going to be guys out there that are going to be fellacy relevant for at least if not the whole season at least players you can you know plug and play based on your on your on your league uh, setup and and structure now tip number two you're always going to look for players that get dropped sometimes studs get dropped or guys that could break out and just be mindful that you know that's where you're probably going to see the higher ranked players being being dropped is because you have guys that were ranked and were drafted but unfortunately we're not producing at that given time and someone else picks up a player that's probably going to break out or shows light of breaking out and they uh they drop the other players so really pay attention to who's who's being dropped tip number three like i said always know when to move on from players regardless of the draft position regardless of the name because the whole goal is to win a championship the whole goal is to play the best lineup you can every single week and sometimes that doesn't mean a big name. And tip number four, avoid any lopsided trades. Uh, you know, that's something that I think some people get pressured into into trades. People sometimes feel like they have to make trades, but there's nothing wrong by just sitting and sticking to your guns and not trading if you don't feel like the trade is equal. And tip number five, don't be afraid to stream based on matchups it happens every single year you're going to see players who do well on matchups that unfortunately the defense is bad or the offense is really high powered and the other defense and the, the opposition defense is struggles in a particular area so pay attention to to that and and pay attention to matchups and don't be afraid to stream so that's it for today that is that is the whole episode Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Let me know if you found found value from this episode and leave a comment. Now, in the next episode, I'm going to start getting into my rankings. So I will be discussing my, my early top 12 quarterback rankings for 2020. So don't, you know, don't forget to subscribe and hit the bell when the episode gets uploaded uh, so you don't miss it. And you can always find us on Twitter and Facebook at The Gridiron Pod. And you can find us on Instagram at Gridiron Fantasy Football. That's it for today. Have a great day and we'll see you all in the next episode. Take care.